0: Hello out there in Nerd Basement land. That rousing melody was the Marshall's Tale from uh, the uh, uh, Cobb Vanth episode of this season, Chapter 9. We are back in the Nerd Basement. It's Mandalorian time. It's Mando Sunday. Uh, Kyle here with Alex. How you doing, guys? Uh, hey guys, what's up? (laughs) Um, we're, uh, we're here discussing Chapter 13, The Jedi, uh, which, uh, surprisingly had some kinda ups and downs for both Alex and I, um... I think, I'm not sure what the general consensus out there is. I think a lot of people might have loved it. We were kind of uh, a little bit great, a little bit, some stuff we would have we, we would liked to see differently. But all in all, uh, another fabulous episode of The Mando that we're here to talk about. So uh, before we get started, our top three, Alex, uh, general impressions for you? Anything you want to say, add to that? Mm hmm. I think I'll save my impressions for the top three. save Impressions for the top three. So we'll get started then. Um, I'll I'll start with my top three. Um, my number three is the cold open. Um, I've I, I, I watched it twice. I rewatched it last night. Uh, the initial uh, five minutes or so before the Mando st- uh, snaps in, where we get kind of introduced to the uh, the magistrate, and then we have uh, kind of this dark, smoky, unknown planet that we assume is Corvus. Uh, we've got these kind of masked guys that kind of, uh, you know, running around the woods chasing after, her. we find out is Ahsoka Tano, and she dispatches them with her double, uh, white lightsaber blades. Um, just a really cool intro to her fighting style. Um, I love how she's kind of, like, going in and out of the smoke. Uh, she takes out one dude by, like, she chops the tree, and she force pushes the log and knocks a dude out, and then she, like, Asaki's the other guy, um... Just a really kind of cool introduction without a whole lot of words. Uh, uh, of exactly kind of Ahsoka Tano's fighting style. It's our intro to a, a Jedi character into the Mando, and that first five minutes I thought was pretty spectacular. And we kind of issue the old, the, the the old, "Hey, give me some information, or I'll be back in a day to take the, t- you know, to take you down." Um, we get kind of a stare down between her and the magistrate. I thought that cold open was pretty cool. I mean, that thing happened, and I was like locked in. What'd you think, Alex?
1: Um, I thought that cold open was pretty cool, uh, but it probably wasn't in my top three.
0: Okay, but- no, that's fine. That's fine. I I, uh, I I did
1: I did enjoy it though. It did,
0: and it I, did. I think I of the things I really liked about the Ahsoka character, uh, the the actress Rosario Dawson. I thought she looked great. I mean, I, I just a fantastic look. I thought the lightsabers looked great. I thought her like they had her her um just her whole outfit. You know, she had kind of the cloak on. You know that we see kind of in the later uh, parts of the Rebels cartoon. Um, and I did like her, her just whole look and kind of, uh, her combat style with the double blades. I, I thought that was just showing really well and I, I liked the ambiance on it. I thought it was cool. So the cold open for me is uh number three. My, uh, number three would
1: probably be, um, the atmosphere of the whole place. The sort of first when Mando comes down, sort of the dust parts and he, uh, you know, gets out of his ship. And then, uh, you know, it's all misty around. You see in that cold open, it's all dark, misty, and stand-up trees. And when Mando's is sort of in Ahsoka's haven it's sort of like all of the trees are like cracked over and they're like all like clawed.
0: Yeah, I, I missed this on the first viewing. Like when Mando first comes in, like for the aerial shot, you can see that the forest planet of Corvus, like there's a whole section that's like burned out and swathed around where he lands. So like where this magistrate is like, you know, running the, her like iron fist of terror and basically destroying the forest, she's like consuming all the resources on part of the planet. And so, you know, you land on this, like you, like you say, like this smoky kind of damaged planet that she's left in her, it's in her wake from, I guess, the Empire, you know, processing and destroying, as the Empire likes to do, you know, destroy, grind the planet to dust to fuel their kind of in- industry, and, 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 you know, they're basically consuming this planet, um, and it's just shown pretty well. Yeah, and I, I like the ambiance and those cool, like, what are they, like, do-back type creatures in the background? We don't even really yeah, see them. Yeah, we see those, like, twice,
1: Yeah. the trees. But they're cool, kind of back yeah. there. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Uh All right, what's your number two? Uh,
0: Number two for me would be like, you know, we're basically, uh, you know, the the director on this is Dave Filoni, so we're into the Filoni-verse here. Uh, I love the fact that it was kind of like this samurai tale that's kind of going on, like the... um, just the image of is kind of like this solo samurai coming to town to kind of free the people and and save the folks, like the way we come into the village we've got the the bell up there that just kind of feels like you're dropped into you know you know 11, circa eleven thousand feudal japan or something um and the town's kind of like uh feels like a Japanese feudal village mixed with like Jabba's palace kind of thing. I love the setting this this uh One thing this season's really nailed for me is some of these, like, locations, some of these new planets. Like, we talked about that super cool new planet, what was it, Trask, or the moon of Trask? Yeah. That we had kind of the aquatic planet that was so cool. I really like the feeling of Corvus. And uh, as you're going into the village, the outside is completely destroyed where they're, you you know, basically, like, subjugating the people. And you got people locked in these torture rings or whatever. And then you open the last door, and she basically has this, like, serenity garden in there. Um, that that the magistrate is is, is kind of heading up, and it, it basically looks like a kind of like a serenity garden or, or something of that nature. I can't. I'm no expert on Japanese culture, but but it, it, the very you get the very much the vibe of that Mando and uh, Ahsoka Tano are kind of these like rogue Ronin or rogue samurai coming in to kind of settle hash on the village of like this evil magistrate. I just like that whole vibe. Yeah. Music and everything. I thought it was really I, cool. Yeah,
1: my number two was also the village. Uh, mm-hmm. So I thought that the village was amazing. It. Uh, I also it probably, I'll mention this later in my number one, but I did like how they sort of made like the back alleys, like corridors.
0: Yes, you know? uh, yeah, that, that last really liked, battle like, scene it was, was like, cool. Like a maze, yeah. Yeah, and I did kind of like the grizzled. Like a veteran that she had, like she was like that gun for hire, that guy. He was Michael Bean, Alex, and he's an actor. Like he goes all the way back to like the 80s. Like he's like, the, like an 80s action star. He was in like Terminator. He was specifically in a movie called Tombstone. And that one scene where he's like, hey, it's not worth dying. And he's fake putting down the shotgun. And Mando has to quick draw him, you know, at the end when the, when the, when Ahsoka yeah. and the magistrate are fighting. I thought that was really cool too. That yeah. was a cool scene. And he, and, he, and he quick draws him and puts him down. Yeah. I thought that was
1: cool. Um, Yeah, so. I didn't actually another part of the village was probably I liked the guy uh like the mayor guy.
0: Right, it turns yeah. out yeah, the first guy we meet he's like basically like please don't talk to me because if you talk to me they're going to punish me and the kids, please back away. Yeah. And it turns out he's what? He's the He's the mayor. Mayor of the guy. town. Yeah, yeah or mayor of the And
1: basically he looks like he's basically just trying to help out people he can, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: he's trying that he's trying to protect people uh, from any of the eyes of the magistrate. Yeah. yeah. Actually he literally
1: only says one line throughout the whole entire thing, two lines, and one of them is, uh, please do not speak to me, and then the other one is behind you, and then, <laughs> hey, he, literally, and then yeah. he just literally nods and, and you know, like, does right. hand motions for the rest of the thing. I just thought that, that was kind of cool.
0: No, and, and, I, and I, I, you know, and that, that plays into the whole, like, kind of samurai, you know, it's you know, very little talk, but then a whole lot of action. And I, and I just, I did it, that was kind of, like, you know, that, that I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I thought that was cool.
1: Um, let's see. What's your number one? Number one,
0: I have to say, I loved the, we already talked about part of it, but the, I'll talk about the main part of it. I loved the Best Car Spear that was introduced that the Magistrate has. So, I mean... Uh, you know, number one, the Beskar Spear and then the final battle between, you know, her and, and, and a reveal that we get out of that. But the cool part about the Beskar Spear, we start out with, the, you know, he, he, you know, basically the usual Mando thing comes into town looking for Ahsoka. He gets a job or, or you know, puts his guild creds forward and, uh, you know, she's basically going to pay him in this Beskar Spear. Um, you know, heck knows where she got it from. Probably quite a few dead Mandalorians that were. That but we find out in the course of the battle between her and Ahsoka, the Womano a Womano, that a Beskar Spear can deflect lightsaber blades. And, you know, at the end, you know, we got a great battle... I have doubts that Ahsoka Tano wouldn't just use the force and force push her right into the and Well that's just take probably her out. just being but,
1: like they were they were doing a very samurai film esque right. thing where they like lined up and they were like three, two, one, go, you right. know. And, like, and
0: she stuff. and she's pretty and the magistrate is no pushover. She's pretty deaf with that spear. But um through the course of the battle we, we find out, you know, she's blocking, you know, her double blades with it, she knocks her blade out. Now at the end of the uh, the episode, uh, Ahsoka gives the spear to Mando, and it's in his possession. Pretty cool that we know that that blocks lightsaber blades. And what do we know that uh, Moff Gideon has? You know, yeah, he has uh, dark saber. So, I mean, I think that that uh, you know by the end of the season, that spear, that Beskar spear, is going to come in mighty handy when 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 uh, when old uh, Moff Gideon shows up with his his dark saber. So, I think that's gonna. I think that's like shades of. You know, episode, you know, or rather, chapter. What it would be? You know, fifteen or sixteen. Here, we're gonna have you know, dark saber on Beskar spear uh, action, and I'm looking forward to that.
1: Um, I thought that was cool. Probably my number one would probably <clears throat> just be the whole entire ending scene, not the Ahsoka and them part because you already talked about that. But I liked the uh, the that old gunslinger guy versus Mando and all of like the droids trying to track Mando down while he's taking them out one by
0: one. Yeah, yeah, and and, and over the, whole, the you know he has to do the yeah. hey look behind you and 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 does the old yeah, pot shot. Then, yeah, um, yeah, and of course I like during the course of that battle the, we find out you know if, in the beginning of the episode the information that the magistrate has is the whole reason Ahsoka's there, and, and through the course of that battle when she. I guess defeats her. We don't find out what actually happens to the Magistrate. I'm pretty sure um, that she just she, throws her well, in Well, the... yeah, I but know. I mean, like, they had no problem showing Ahsoka slicing and dicing some of the random guards in the beginning. I mean, she might have just put her in one of, like, the shock cells. Uh, whatever, we don't, the most important thing, we don't see what happens to her. But, you know, the main thing she's looking for is, you know, where's your master? And her master is Grand Admiral Thrawn and so, so that continues the
1: Ezra thing because right
0: so, so basically folks that the as part of the the end of the rebels cartoon uh the jedi apprentice or the at that point the jedi knight is uh Ezra Bridger um he a- is locked in a battle with Grand Admiral Thrawn and as part of that they disappear to the wild regions of space because basically he's got a big
1: animal connection and There are these like space whales that he basically calls. (laughs) Sounds ridiculous, (laughs) but it's awesome. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. and uh, he's got like he's like got animal powers, and basically they can go to hyperspace. And he's basically like, "Let's finish this." And then like they go to hyperspace in the tentacles of them, so like they're gone. Which, which,
0: especially without context, sounds about the most ridiculous Star Wars thing. Yes, I know, but it's it's super cool. It's super cool. So, but anyway, during that period of time, they're out in wild space in the unknown regions. And Ahsoka you know, meets up with another um, Mandalorian, Sabine Wren, and they go looking for Ezra Bridger. So I, I think what's happening as part, uh, you know, we are seeing a, a moment in... Um, another cartoon uh, Yeah, series. Ahsoka's hunt here. She's trying to get information on where Grand Amor is and Ezra Bridger. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of, I, I think that's where, we're, where, where she's, that's why she's a little less interested in taking on a new apprentice for several reasons, but part of that she's trying to find Ezra. Um, Now let's talk about the bad stuff. (laughs) Well, I I think we can go to random shots, uh, uh, you know, uh, the bad quote-unquote, but stuff that we didn't particularly enjoy. I think it's, Uh, for me anyway, you know, I, 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 I thought this episode was something where I love all the ingredients, I love. I, I I want the sauce. I want the mozzarella cheese. I want the crust. I want the delicious pizza. Everything was put together in a way that I should have loved it. And when I bit into it, it just wasn't quite right. I, I just didn't find a connection with the Ahsoka character in this particular sense, and especially yeah, like, her, like, her yeah. relationship well, yeah, with I'll call him Baby yeah, Yoda. Yeah, you Ahsoka's
1: know, I, Ahsoka's battle scenes are amazing. They're my favorite part of the episode. They're the part of the episode that keeps me up. Ahsoka's personality. I do not like it all. By the way, uh, should I just say Baby Yoda is
0: not Baby Yoda? I, I guess now. I, right. I, important. Yeah. I, I guess uh, through her communications through the Force, we find out that Baby Yoda's name is actually Grogu. Grogu.
1: G R O G U. And... and Ahsoka, while she's training him, you know, uh, she she's sort of like trying to see if he has Force powers, and basically she's like. Mando, tell him to lift the rock. And basically, Baby Yoda does it on command of Mando, but not on Ahsoka. And then he says, nice job, kid. And she says, Grogu.
0: Well, you know, and- Grogu's to me sounds a little bit like Ragu's next pasta sauce. So I don't know if it's the greatest name. And I don't think we're going to be using it a whole lot. Um, because I'm not sure the Mando particularly cares for it. But, you know, it's, import- it's his name. But I-, I think the important bits we're pulling out of there is that that Ahsoka senses that his connection, Grogu, or Baby Yoda's, uh, uh the child's uh, connection to Mando is so strong, he sees him as like a father. Um, he was removed from the temple by, by, by forces unknown. Um, and he's a lot of dark years as he's been, you know, held by these bounty hunters or whoever's been holding him until Mando got him. Um, we know from the prequels that Jedi that have a strong personal connection uh, their training is dangerous because they have such strong feelings uh, that they're afraid to lose those those connections. And fear is the path of a dark side. She's afraid to be basically training another Anakin, um, which which Ahsoka has is his apprentice. I mean, she saw his fall. Um, so I, I think for Ahsoka, it's a safer bet to just let his. Uh, powers wane and, and, and not train them, as opposed to be afraid to be removed from Mando and, and potentially go down a dark side. I mean, hey, we've seen from the, in the first season, you know, uh, Mando was in trouble, and and Baby Yoda Grogu, you know, he forced choke Cara Dune, like he wasn't trying to go to the dark side, but uh, his connection to Mando is so strong, and I think that was part of the unspoken things that they're communicating in the Force. I think Baby Yoda Grogu asked Ahsoka. Don't take me. I want to stay with Mando, and then we kind of have like a knowing nod as she exits the scene and continues on her search for Ezra and and and, uh, and uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn. No,
1: I did like that part, but probably just the two major things I'll just highlight that I've probably already said um, that I just didn't really like that much were probably just uh, Ahsoka, just Ahsoka's character, like like how her attitude is and stuff, and then just Grogu. Like right. yeah, and and then also, for some reason, my dad, my dad didn't see this, but I guess now that uh, he did say something to me, which was like I understand a bit better. He said I felt that the lightsaber fighting wasn't really right, but then he said like it was the outline of a samurai film, and I can totally see that. But whenever I think of lightsaber fight, I think of like Ray and Ben like like, you know, Rise of Skywalker-like quality of lightsabers. But I, I, I just did not see that in this episode.
0: Can you, uh, Alex, can you, as, as more of the Rebels expert here, can you explain to the audience why the blades are white? The bla- oh, yes, the
1: blades. So Ahsoka, basically what happened was... uh, Well, actually, it's Clone Wars. Okay, but, yeah. But uh, her blades were already white. Well, so. yeah, in the Clone but, Wars uh, they were blue, well, and then I mean, she lost no, those. No. Well, what happens is, in uh, Remember Day... Um,
0: yeah, that's what. I... Yeah, oh sure. yes,
1: it's in this. It's in this book called Ahsoka, where she switches her blades. She actually destroys her lightsaber.
0: Right. So she
1: does not have a lightsaber. She 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 does she doesn't have a lightsaber, and she's basically in this book uh, called Ahsoka. She's on the run, basically. The Empire's coming to every planet that she's hiding on, and within like a thing of like a month, and then finally she meets one of the brothers. Of, like, uh, what, like, one of the, um, inquisitors? Yeah, one of the, like, inquisitor brothers. Like, and basically, she, uh, destroys him with only the force, even though he has a double rotating lightsaber. Uh, Okay. And she somehow cleanses his blade. Ah, she purifies the blade. And it was, it comes from black, it goes from red to uh, white, white, because she realizes, I'm going to need some lightsabers. Right. And, and she's so, neutral. She's not a yeah. Jedi. And she's so, not a Sith. Exactly. And so was, that's... Yeah. That, the okay. lightsabers reflect that. Thank and you. And then she gets double lightsabers. It's it's like... I, I can't believe that it's in that book and not
0: in the Clone Wars, but it's just yeah. in that specific book. Well, I, hey, man. We just went to Star Wars University. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I, did, I didn't know that detail, so I, I figured you would. That's great. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, I, I, I think... And we talked about this before we, you know, the main, I don't know if there's an issue. I, again, I don't know why I'm complaining here. I thought it was a fantastic episode. But some of the, just the, some of the details of the character, I think the difference between Bo Katan and, um, Ahsoka, Bo Katan was played by the actress who actually voiced her in the Clone Wars and the, and the, um, and the and rebels, so it was like a perfect it match. Felt natural, yes, uh, you know. And uh, although I think this actress Rosaria Dawson did a great job, it doesn't quite match the image of like the young, yeah. plucky, yes, fun, that's, more fun. That's character. That is
1: why because. Mm-hmm. The only time that I've ever experienced that type of wise Ahsoka character is through that book. I've never seen that wise Ahsoka character on screen before. (laughs) When you think of Ahsoka, you think of plucky teen like Snips Ahsoka from uh, from Rebels, even yeah. Yeah, well, Rebels even mm -hmm. even so, she's still like you know, but this Ahsoka is much wiser. Than even right. Rebels. And
0: I, I think what I'm looking for mainly for these last three episodes of Mando, like I enjoy the it, attaching to the overall universe, but I think it's time to focus it back down to the Mando verse. Yeah. It's like I, I, well, I, I've enjoyed each, some of these yeah, connections like like, to some of the other it's like canon. Each, it's
1: like each every few episodes they introduce a new character Cobb Vanth from Aftermath. and then, great. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, well. Honestly, I think that Cobb Vanth was a great inclusion because he was never in a film before. And And we still have his armor. Yeah, and it really outlined, like, the feeling of, like, this is, like, you know, like, really, like, Western and outlandish. Because if you've read the Aftermath series, it's sort of like a little rogue group of people, Mm -hmm. you know? And then we've got Bo-Katan from Clone Wars and Ahsoka, more the Ahsoka from Rebels. Right, it makes sense for the
0: time, anyway. Um, so that's, that's our, our general thoughts. I, I, I really enjoyed it. I love the samurai feel. Let's, let's give it a ranking. Well, Let's give it a ranking. Uh, well, and do we want to... Okay, let's rank first, and then we'll talk about where we think we're going next. All right, yeah. so, so out of 10, Beskar Spears, Alex, what do you rate in this episode? Probably, uh, a, uh, I want to say a five,
1: but maybe a six, six. Six.
0: Would you put this one above the Frog Lady episode?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. No. I would put the Frog Lady episode above this. This is five, and Frog Lady would be six. Okay. Interesting.
0: Okay. And for me, I will give it a 7.5. I, I, I still enjoyed it, I, and I, I think upon multiple viewings, we'll enjoy it more. But uh, hey, man. Star Wars TV. Star Wars TV. This is yeah. fantastic. Honestly, um, it was
1: still a fantastic thing, but in the context of all the other right. Mando episodes... This one was the weakest delivering one for me. For for Alex,
0: no, fair enough, Amen. Everybody has their opinions, and that's why we do this thing. So, uh, with our with our uh, samurai slash mission uh, at the end of this episode, we get we get kind of marching orders from Ahsoka that were to take Baby Yoda uh, to the to a temple uh, Jedi temple on a planet, um, and then if you if Baby Yoda encounters this temple, reaches out in the Force, there. Could be other Jedi that could reach out to him. So I think that's where we're going. Our main question should yeah, be... My thing
1: is... What Jedi I, is out there? I think that honestly the Empire is going to catch up right on the Jedi Temple, the most important
0: planet of all. Of course. All. Right. That's when... They're tracking and, the ship.
1: And then they're going to do a whole chase sequence in the temple labyrinth for about 15 to 20 minutes. He gets it. Mando is basically left to die under something like in some circumstance... And Baby Yoda is taken. Is taken. Hmm.
0: That, that's mine. And we still, we, hey, we still have Boba Fett hanging out there? When he's yeah. In, when's he going to show up? Is yeah. that a season three thing? We, I mean, we know, exactly like you said, we, we know we have uh, uh, Moff Gideon going to show up at an inopportune time. Are we going to recruit some of Mando's heroes to come and, and, and help rescue Baby Yoda? I don't know, that's what we're looking at here. Yeah. I think we're going to head well, to this
1: temple and we'll find out. Well, with that, I think that's it for this episode of the Nerd Basement.
0: Yep, uh, Nerd Basement wrapping up, guys. Mando edition. I hope you enjoyed it. I mean, I understand if you guys think we're full of bunk and loved it and there was no problem with it, uh, that's why we do the episode. Let us know, man. Um, we are happy to do it. we got three episodes left of this fantastic season, and you guys have a safe and happy holiday. All right, see you guys. Nerd Basement out.